Hey guys, welcome back to the Jennifer Kayla Ruskin podcast. Today I am bringing you Christina and Tony again. This is round three because their podcast episodes, Open Relationships 101 and part two are my number one and number two episodes. You guys love hearing from them. And so we got together a few weeks ago and we thought, what if we record our sexcapades? We're going to tell you hilarious or super sexy or whatever stories today of the sex that we've had, because we've all had a lot of it. So um, I feel like I don't even need to introduce you to, you've been on so many times. And if you guys haven't listened to their podcast, I'll put links in the show notes. You can go back and listen to open relationships, part one, and then part two, we are going to dive right in. And each one of us is going to kind of tell a story and we've, we've come up with some themes. So the first theme that we wanted to start out with is fantasies come true. And this one is Tony. So I'm going to throw this over to Tony. Yeah. I mean, it's an easy uh, story to start with. Um, when you're thinking about getting into this lifestyle, a lot of ideas start to percolate and you think about like, what is your ultimate fantasy? And like most men getting into open relationships, it's like, okay, well, I want to have sex with like four or five women at once. And, and that sounds amazing. And not that it wasn't like, cause it was great. Um, whenever we had that happen, it was four, uh-huh. four women, um, Chris being one of them. Um, and this was back in the day when I was working security, um, on Dixon street. And so I was a a bouncer at a nightclub, pretty easy to pick up women. Like it was, it was, it, my position, uh, that I was in had a lot of women flirted with me and Chris was always there and we didn't hide the fact that we were polyamory and, um, and open relating and mm-hmm. group sex so we met somebody turned out she had a friend <laughs> turned out they were all interested we went back to her place mm-hmm. um and it was such it was such a wild thing because it didn't like it wasn't like this big planned out thing it just kind of happened right. like chris and i knew we were going to go over to person a that i talked to at the bar <laughs> We're going to try really hard not to use names throughout the podcast today and keep everybody anonymous. Um, So person A um, invited us over. We didn't know that her friend was also there and also interested. Um, We had another partner at the time who was also with us. So it was me and Chris, our other partner, the girl from the bar, her friend. And then they also had (laughs) another roommate who like almost joined us. She was like, as we were walking to the bedroom, like one of her roommates was like, hey, we're going to go do this thing. Do you want to come join? And she like pondered it. So it like almost accidentally turned into five. It was, it was, yeah, it was a very um, interesting evening. Um, A lot of work on my part. Um, You could have used a buddy, like another guy maybe to help. It would have been very nice to have like a tag, tag team partner, like, hey, I need to go like, get a bottle of water and take a quick break. It, would, it would have been really nice um, because I, the way I relate, I very much wanted to like give pleasure to everybody that was there in, in the situation. Yeah. And it was, it was fun. It was a lot of work, but it was fun. And it was a dream come true. 
and now my fantasies have shifted to <laughs> a little bit more equal playing field. Um, still, like lots of people are a lot of fun, but like with uh, not balance. all of the work, yeah, yeah balance, 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 not all of the work being on one individual yeah. to please a, a big group. So, <laughs> so yeah, that was my. That's kind of one of my one of my favorite stories. So. I love that. So a learning could be if you repeated it, that maybe you had, do you need like an equal number of, you know, cocks to vaginas? Like, how does that work? I'm assuming the women like helped each other out while they were waiting their turn to have a piece of you. Like, how did that play out? Not every girl was into other girls as much, right? Or were they? Right. There was definitely some that were just like enjoying watching what was going on. There was, there was there was a little bit of that, um, but yeah, I don't think it has to be like equal cock to vagina. Um, but I like I think it's like maybe because whenever we we have threesomes with like one other woman uh, yeah. pretty regularly, and that's not a problem. So it's like maybe it's like a one to two ratio is probably probably a pretty good balance. I like that. You like that? Chris, do you have anything to add to this? Because you were there. I think uh, just one one tiny bit. Like it was also another fantasy or thing like we like to play with is like picking up random people at bars and wherever we're at. Um, So that kind of filled that a little bit of that fantasy as well. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. The the unknown, the 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 more darker side of the open relating, because it's like you know, to elaborate on that, yeah. we don't like do that regularly, no. but there is some sort of just like dark desire to do that occasionally, just go out to a nightclub and meet somebody and then just, it all gets hot and bothered and you just go, you know, you go straight into it with very little like dating and getting to know the person and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah it did, uh, it did kind of, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Yeah, there were several fantasies that got revealed that night for sure. (laughs) Okay, we're gonna move on to this next one, which is actually Christina's. So this Mm -hmm. is weirdest situations. Yeah. Okay. So we have a couple. Not sure I understand. My my watch wanted to say something. He said, (laughs) "I'm not sure I understand." Go ahead. (laughs) I didn't hear at the time. Uh, (laughs) So I think the weirdest one for me. And this is more like me leaning into the feminine and like wanting the other woman also to be equally, I don't know, taken care of. I don't know what the word is, but let me let me paint the picture. Um, so it was uh, another couple and we were swapping. Um, and then there was like several comments made about, um, and I don't either want to sound like, what's the word? Okay, there were several comments made about me being maybe like more beautiful or tighter or like something like that because the other lady had just had a baby and I think it was, it was she's yeah. being polite <laughs> she's being very polite this. the guy the guy was way over the top impressed with Christina's body and it was so we awkward. were we were right there so like I'm having sex with his wife yeah. and he's having sex with Chris yeah and they're two foot yeah. apart and he's like oh my god your pussy's so tight oh my god you're stomach so flat like everything that like causes insecurities in her he was like 
throwing it out there. Yeah. It was it was an awkward situation. And so they're like, like at this point, I'm like, dude, you need to stop. So I'm like in my head because I'm embarrassed for him. Yeah. And Tony's like trying to like keep the other lady from like feeding into it, like distracting her, I guess. Well, I was trying to like hopefully <laughs> give her compliments to get to keep her like like from are you like, oh <laughs> your pussy's so tight over here too. <laughs> Yeah, I just, I don't even remember what I said. I was just like, mm -hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is weird. But he was like uh, oblivious to that. We, all three of us were feeling this awkwardness and he was just living his best life. <laughs> at the end, but she definitely like made a comment. And as soon as they left, we're like, we're never going to see them again. <laughs> yeah. No, they're yeah. going to be divorced like in a month. Yeah. Yeah, this was their last time to have an open relationship. So hot tip, don't do that. <laughs> no, that one should be called like bad behavior. Yeah. Yes. You don't do that. Oh my oh, goodness. No. Yeah. Well, and then to put you in such a weird, you know, situation, a, a weird position, literally, right? <laughs> okay, I'll do the next one. So this yeah. one's called newbie mistakes. So when I first opened up my marriage last fall, um, I just jumped fully in and really connected with other people in the poly space. And what I understood is everyone is open and honest and everyone's also fucking a lot of other people. Yeah. So I go on my, I think second date, this was actually to Scott, who is my partner now. So we can call him out. Cause you know, it's fine. We're together. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And bless his heart. So we go and we get hamburgers together and I'm like all bathed out. I've got something similar to this on. I've got leather pants. I'm wearing my leopard heels. Y'all, I am sex ready, but not for him. So we have this date and I tell him, I'm like, you know, we got to have our date at six or whatever time it was. Cause I was like, I have a thing after. And we go to the restaurant and we start our date. And he starts to talk to me and, you know, it's like, well, how long do you have? And I was like, well, I have about two hours, but I have a sex date tonight. <laughs> and I just like put it all out there on the table. And I remember he looks at me funny and he is not in the lifestyle, by the way, like was not, did not, was not cool with me telling him I was about to go fuck somebody afterwards. Yeah. But he, he looks at me and I saw this expression go over his face. It was like, should I get up and run? Like, should I just call this off now? And he didn't, like he chose to stay. And we had a really interesting conversation about, which we did a podcast on mm -hmm. Tinder and disposability and how sad it was to date these days. That was his perspective. And then we had a really lively conversation. And then when it was time to go, um, he actually paid for my dinner, which was interesting knowing that like I was about to go that, you know, yeah. on my journey. Yeah. And, uh, we went out into the parking lot and like, I wanted to kiss him. I wanted him to kiss me. And he gave me like this kind of awkward hug. And I was like, I'd really like to see you again. You know, whatever <laughs> happens happens. And obviously things did happen, but yeah. that was my newbie mistake. It was, um, even within the lifestyle, people don't necessarily want you to be that open that you, you know, have a sex date afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, it's there's a couple of things that's funny about that. It's it's interesting that your mistake 
obviously like you figured out a way to work around it because he is your current partner now so that's kind of that's kind of a cool story because most people's stories about mistakes they made have like crashed and burned yeah so that's kind of neat um but yeah that's uh that's a great call out maybe that's on the more of an educational podcast about like a lot of people are super like radically honest like we are we mm -hmm. we spilled beans on the first dates but yeah, there's a lot of people that are maybe need to be, you know, tiptoed into that. Yeah. So. Normal people, I guess. Yeah. Or just, you know, don't tell everyone everything, yeah. you know, right. maybe I shouldn't have done that. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. Let's go to uh first sex party. Who wants to take that one? Yeah. I, that one, we are going to kind of both have to give our perspective. Okay. Such a strange experience both um, of our first sex parties right first and, first and only <laughs> house sex party um <laughs> this one we definitely need to leave the names um anonymous but we found out later that we just went to maybe the wrong party for yeah. our first party um because we were in the this is this is a kind of what I would say is like the height of our like activity in the lifestyle because we we've talked about on podcasts where we'll go years without being active in the lifestyle. It's not like we're not super active all the time, but we go through these little like seasons where we are very active in the lifestyle. This is one of those seasons. We were on the swinger website c4p.com mm -hmm. um and there's a lot of house parties that get advertised there and sometimes you have to be vetted sometimes you don't sometimes it's just open this is the address and come at this time uh it was one of those parties you can kind of like get on and see everybody that's going to be there because it's like you have to like click that you're going so you can kind of like see who else is going to be there before you go yeah um you can't see. You can't. Yeah, it's the swinger profile, so you can't <laughs> always see faces. But anyways, not other body parts. Not <laughs> super relevant. <laughs> uh, we go there, and it was just like super strange from the very beginning. We drive. We. It was hard to find. Yeah. It was like in a newer neighborhood where a lot of it was a lot of new construction, big, huge Bentonville elite homes, mm. um, kind of back in a big subdivision, and we like. Yeah, I know. Finally, <laughs> kind of found it, and um, but that's because we found another couple. Right, we just well, we were just in the area, and we saw a lot of cars parked parked on the street, and then we, so we like yeah. we like we're looking at numbers on the houses. We're like, we think this is it, so we park, and then another car parks kind of at the same time, and they get out, and they're dressed equally as slutty. Yeah, and I was like, okay, we're in the right spot, <laughs> like. Like everybody's dressed with as little clothes as possible. Yeah, and that was like another like just kind of weird thing. Like we were dressed, I was dressed super sexy, right? So lingerie, like not a lot of clothes, and we're walking through this like neighborhood, neighborhood of families uh -huh. and trying to not be weird and have the cops call on us because we can't find where we're going. Right. Um <laughs> so and the the host of this party yeah. did not do a very good job at all of like greeting people um it's actually the instructions were find the house just come on in mm -hmm. and go downstairs to the dungeon 
And it's like, so you're just walking into a house that you don't know, you don't know the people, maybe people that go there regularly are yeah. cool with that, but it was our first party, first time to beat them, a lot of firsts that night. And we just like, we team up with this other couple that just got out and we're like, okay, well, let's go in together because we don't know if we're, we don't even know if we're at the right house. So we like walk into this person's house, like in their garage, in their, walking through their living room, trying to find the door to the basement. It's so, so weird. And then we like go down and they're just like, uh, I mean, it's a sex dungeon. There's like beds on the floor and there's giant projectors everywhere playing pornos and a bunch of half naked people. Um, and it was, it was an interesting experience. Um, it was like really awkward at first and yeah. you're kind of like the host is taking you around and showing you stuff and trying to make everybody feel comfortable. And then I don't know, probably like, 20 or 30 minutes in some of the other girls start flirting with her mm -hmm. and then they're like I don't even remember how it happened it was like a whirlwind but it was like I was on a bed and they were taking my shorts off and there was like six women on top of me and they were playing with her and playing with me at the same time and it was like really the only thing happening in the room yeah like everybody else was just like sitting down and like drinking their drink and like very like <laughs> it was it was very strange it was like um it's kind of like how in a nightclub, some people are sitting and some people yeah. are dancing. It's like that, but some people are sitting and some people are fucking. And it's just, it was really strange. Um, and yeah, it was like, cause it would just go from like something super sexual and then it would like, it would have its space and then it would dissolve and people would go to other people and then you would stand up and take a break and then some other guy would walk up and lean up against the wall with me and then just start having like a regular conversation. Like you, like it was, it was very strange. Um, we probably will try a house party again at another time, but I'm hesitant. I want to go to like a actual club. Yeah. Um, what's the name? Colette. Like Colette or something like that. Yeah. Try that. I think that's more what I was expecting with something like that. Yeah. Way more organized. Um, and then I feel like just for me personally, if I remember right, like. I wasn't into everybody, right? Like nobody's into everybody, but I wasn't, didn't like people weren't making me feel comfortable with that. Like I was feeling like pressured in some ways to like, even if I wasn't to do stuff with people mm -hmm. and that's not something either of us like want, right? For anybody, like we want to make everybody comfortable with whatever they want. Yeah. So I did not like that energy from it. Um, but yeah, it was kind funny. of an expectation. If you're there, you're there to have sex with yeah. everybody, which is just kind of a. And maybe yeah. it's kind of a weird. It's I think that is speaking specifically to why we're more poly yeah. and way less mm -hmm. on the swinger side. Not that all swingers are that way by any means whatsoever, but like we run into that energy more often when we're talking to swingers that there's just like it's just yeah. a, it's like, you feel that? I, I feel like there needs to be like a bracelet system yeah. so there was one of this retreat I was just at and it was like green is you can take pictures of me totally naked and put them on the internet and I'll put stars over your nipples or whatever like that's okay. green yeah. for go right yeah. and then it was like yellow was the next version and it was like well, you can show pictures of me, but not naked. And then the next one was like, you know, 
red. Hell no, I don't even exist. I'm a ghost, right? <laughs> if we had like a bracelet system, then you could, you know, cause you couldn't do stickers cause you're naked, right? Um, right. Or pasties or something. I don't know. Then you could be like, you know, ask first, maybe yellows ask first. Green is like, hell yeah, I don't care. Let's do yeah. things. And yeah. red is like, no. And then if you, you know, you can ask if you want, but I may tell you no. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Yeah, that's a great idea. You're welcome. Maybe I'll host a party one day and I'll do like, a, I'll do the bracelet system. Okay. Okay. So since we just did one with both of you, let's, I guess, bounce back to me and then we'll do another one with you guys. Okay. And this may be a, a theme that you guys also have. So feel free after I'm finished to chime in. Um, okay. Mine is most grateful for themed. So what's interesting is, you know, you have time to process after events happen. And then you realize that things might actually be different than what you thought. So let me tell you the scene. Yeah. So in this particular scene, um, I had a partner who was incredibly masculine and pretty dominant. So I would come in the door and he would immediately take charge. He would say, okay, hi, good morning. Or like, not good morning, but like, good evening. Cause it was a morning, uh, you know, good evening. You look so freaking hot. Please put your purse down on my sofa. Okay. And then he would say, all right, um, come here. I want you to come sit here. And then I would go sit on the sofa. And then he would be like, okay, I'm going to come kiss. Like, it was like step by step. And then mm -hmm. at one point it's like, um, okay, I'm going to take your pants off. And then it was like, okay, then the sex things happen. And yeah. then, okay, now we're going to go to the bedroom. Okay. And then now I want you to face this direction. Wow. And I'd never had that like very perfectly. And it's not like it was choreographed and that every time we were together, it was exactly the same, but I knew when I showed up to kind of like fall into my feminine and just let him run the show. Um, wow. there were a few times where I would get a little bit bratty and I would like, I would kind of like, be like, well, what if I want you to, he'd be like, uh -uh. like it was, he was running the show. Yeah. So I think I'm most grateful for this experience in retrospect, um, now that I am more curious in BDSM and in dominance and submission. And I realized, oh my gosh, I got to feel into submission energy. Yeah. It was the first time that I fully allowed and trusted someone to completely lead a sexual scene with me. And I knew that whatever happened, my best interest was, was at hand, you know, like he would put me in certain positions or do certain things that I was like, whoa, but at the end it was always, you know, 25 orgasms. It was squirting in the air. It was like crazy kind of like circus events happening that at the end I would leave like so depleted and full and sated that I would like need to sleep for 15 hours. Mm. Um, and those are magical experiences that you don't get to have often. And I think when you do find a sex, sex partner, that's willing to do those things with you, you can be so incredibly grateful in the future for them in retrospect. So mm. do you guys have any stories that fit this category of, you know, this is most grateful for? Yeah. Yeah. I'll let you go first because okay. hers is more sexual. Mine is more like lifestyle in general. Yeah, okay. mine's a tad bit different. I think what I'm most grateful for is um, a relationship, a space, a partner to where we can bring our kinkiest, weirdest, 
grossest, whatever it is that we desire, we can bring it on the table. And he's willing to explore that with me. And then even further than that, like if he's not into it, he's willing to like let me fulfill that desire and have I feel like I need to. So it's just a space to be a hundred percent who you are, what you want, and no no judgment whatsoever. I feel like that's what I'm yeah. most grateful for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, grateful. I am most grateful for um the in the polyamory swinging open all, all of the above um what you find out is not only is like it it frees you to like really be vulnerable and be yourself and explore whatever crazy things are like coming in but it also like puts you in this community of like a deeper support because we're all kind of we've most people that I know through the lifestyle has some sort of backstory of like, I grew up in this town and I felt like the outcast and blah, blah, blah. And it's like a lot of people have this like story of like at some point in their life, they felt like they had to hide who they were. And through the lifestyle, through these sexual experiences, we kind of like start to chip away at that. And we like realize that our people in the lifestyle, not only do they like not only like in the case of polyamory, when you can have like three people in the house, like actually physically supporting you, yeah. like you can have like, oh, well, there's three of us. So if somebody gets sick, they've got two people supporting them instead of one. Yeah. So like there's like actual physical extra support. There's extra sexual support because we know like one person can't be everything for you. So there's like, if I have this one thing that like I want to experience from somebody that has different physical parts than she does like she can't do it so it's like there's there's all of there's so many different ways that it shows up that the lifestyle allows you to get more support um mentally physically emotionally and there's so many different levels that you just you feel so much more supported so um that's what i'm most grateful for sexually and all the things so mm. That's me. I love it. <laughs> um, okay, so let's move into kinkiest stories. I have that's one. Point. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. That was the FaceTime. Yeah. That's the FaceTime day. Yeah. Um, I would say <laughs> the kinkiest thing that we've ever done to date. Um we have a partner that's another male that um a straight male in the very beginning, it was actually the very first person you and I played with mm -hmm. outside of our relationship. Um, this is the typical, it's whenever we're with him, it's the typical two straight guys and a female threesome. It's usually just like, she's, you know, pleasing both of us. Um, but it was a very comfortable situation. He was like a buddy of mine from before. It was a, it's a long-term friendship and occasional play partner. Um, there was a situation where I was on a road trip and I was actually in California and I was like, and part of our kink is I just thoroughly enjoy watching her with other men. And I was like, wouldn't it be fun if he paid her a visit and they called me on FaceTime and I just like, 
Um, you got to be a voyeur, huh? Yeah, yeah. So, and I think it just, it's the kinkiest for us because it's like the out of the norm for us yeah. because we've definitely had a lot of group sex with a lot of other people and we've done mm -hmm. some BDSM stuff, but like that whole like voyeur of like, I'm just watching them through the phone, like the whole thing. Like I told her to be in lingerie. She answered the door for him. They immediately called me and just like went right at it. And they like gave the phone back and forth, depending on who was doing what. Ooh. And I just watched the whole experience mm -hmm. and was able to be like, and I was able to offer input. Like, mm -hmm. I want to see this. Like, I want to see this from this angle. So like, do this to her. And um, yeah, it was it was fun. And I came in my shorts without touching myself. <laughs> That's awesome. It was so hot for me. Yeah. But I'm an energetic blueprint. So it's like with with a lot of kink <laughs> stuff, like I could feel the energy. I could like see her face when he was fucking her, like, like how like how much she was enjoying it and it was just like it just built up and I had I had oh a whole experience with my clothes on without even touching myself yeah it was pretty it was wild okay Chris do you have your own kinky story oh, that tops my kinkiest as well because that's like a whole like also playing into like come and fuck me while my husband's not home like uh -huh. very, very that much vibe also or like the plumber's coming over and I'm going to get him to fuck me, like those pornos kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So it's very much very kinky for me. And that was newer into, was it newer into our relationship? It, I don't know. It was within the first couple of years. Yeah. It was, it was very new of you doing, that was maybe the first time you ever did anything when I wasn't there. Yeah. And for me, like uh, when we got in our relationship, that was like, it, the I was experiencing everything for the first time like I very much was a vanilla like half sex to just have a baby kind of a thing and mm -hmm. it wasn't even pleasurable like I didn't even know to the extent that you could feel pleasure right so every ex new experience that I had has been with him so like threesome ball everything we experienced was new for me in the beginning of our relationship so that was really exciting and it was like oh my god like how the heck did I know? even just like normal sex right with him I was like what the fuck like this feels good like I actually like it yes so it was that's definitely the kinkiest um like he said we've done BDS like a little bit of BDSM where he like ties me up and I can't do anything but like mm, I heard that you recently got tied to a bedpost that was super fun um threesomes group sex like we've done a lot of different things but I think that definitely is the kinkiest who comes up with the newest shenanigan is it Tony or you I probably offer the most input but she she's declared some things that she wants yeah. uh we have we have a fantasy that we're actually going to try to fulfill within the next few months uh -huh. where yeah. um she's going to um kind of really tap into goddess and where it's like maybe me and a few men like really oh. like cater to her yes her support her almost like very much in like servitude not like because yeah. when you see a lot of like 
multiple men and one female in like the porno scene it's always like rough and gangbang and yeah. all of this it's stuff. for the and man's pleasure demeaning to the women mm-hmm. so we want to create like the opposite of that yeah. where it's like she is in total charge almost like where she's like the dom and she has like multiple Fuck, yes i hope you wear like a giant goddess crown <laughs> and they're like at your feet or yeah. at your wherever yeah and it's like it's half it's that that's how it's gonna begin right like them catering to me uh-huh. and I'm a central blueprint so like touch like lights me up so it's yeah. gonna be insane to have that many people touch me uh, so it's gonna begin with that but I'm also I also like to be dominated like pin me down on the bed yes like tell me what to do yes like uh-huh. all of it so then it's going to turn into the other side of it where like okay now come and like fuck me semi-rough and like be a little bit aggressive with me so it's going to fulfill like both of those so I have a quick question when you have a scene planned in your mind and there's multiple people in choreography do you <laughs> like have a little meeting before where you're like okay guys here's the yeah. plan Yes. yes. And I'm going to snap my fingers and that's when you're going to throw me on the bed. Yes. <laughs> so this is my fantasy. So he's taking charge of it for me. Oh, good. He's like choreographing it. And like, I even like, at, just for me, I'm like, I want to see pictures of like the guys, right? Like the four. Yeah. And yeah. Mama right? gets to choose. <laughs> right. Right. So he's, yeah. But yeah, I am, I'm doing exactly what you said. I'm having conversations with people that we feel comfortable being in that scene and Mm. yeah we're we're setting the space we're setting the intentions you know for everybody to come into it they really need to like know what's expected yeah right so we yeah yeah, on that particular thing it is and I think that's what makes it a fantasy and that's what makes it a little bit more kinky because it is like this rare occurrence that we're really putting a lot of energy into setting a specific scene um where i would say the majority of when we've had like group sex it's very much like hey these people are cool we like hanging out with them and we're also going to have sex and we just go with the flow and we don't always set scenes but like so this that's what's making this like a really special occasion that is we're putting a lot of energy into like I've been, I have like this long detailed, like, like kind of like the scene written out um, <laughs> that I've sent to, to the people that are going to be involved. Yeah. So yeah. An amazing partner you are, Tony. Good job. Fantastic. Yeah. I literally was like, this is what I want and I'm giving it to you and trusting you Make it happen. take care of me. Right. Like I'm going to know him and I'm going to know one other person probably that I trust. But the rest of the people I don't know and I have no idea like who they are. So also um, love that it's like not a gangbang. You're like, <laughs> this is my goddess moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there'll be a few minutes of gangbang at the end. Like, <laughs> like she snaps her fingers. Reward the guys for to taking care of her so yeah. well or something like that. So it's like it's trust is huge when you're getting into the BDSM or the kink or like that. Like I'm like trust you so much that. I'm going to give it to you and like not even worry about it. And I know you'll take care of me. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
so I've been thinking like, do I have a kink story? So I've been going through like each one of my escapades, sexcapades. And, uh, but then you just said something and I, I'm like, okay, I don't really need to share that, I guess, probably. But what I would like to share is one other different theme that we don't have written down. And okay. that's like sweetest moment of being mm. so mm. taken care of because we haven't covered that. And I think that would be really fun. So um, I dated a man who was married and they were both poly and um, his wife is precious. Um, so at one point we, she had helped clear space for us to have an amazing time together. I want to say this might've even been on my birthday. Like she was helping coordinate the, 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 the house being empty and us having some real fun, sexy time and him being able to really please me for my birthday. And I get there a little bit late. I think I had like a conference call run late for work or something to that effect. And I get there and I'm a little bit late. And, uh, she's still there and I walk in and I meet her for the first time. And, uh, she's like, um, our son just came in town to surprise us. So I'm going to go meet him and get sushi and give you guys time. And I'm going to run interference for you. And I was like, oh, oh my God, thank you. Like, thank you for being so kind to me. Thank you for helping protect our space. Thank you for running interference for us. Like what an amazing human that not mm-hmm. only are you okay with your husband fucking someone else, but you're encouraging it because you know, it's good for him. Good for his self-esteem, good for all of it. And she trusted me to take care of him. And so she was going to go like intercept the sun so that mm-hmm. we had space And I felt so incredibly grateful and I still, you know, I'm in contact with them and I'm so fucking, so fucking grateful for the support that she showed me because she could have not been kind, you know, she could have not, um, protected that space for us. And she did. Do you guys have any moments like that, that you might want to share? I can think of one, which actually we talked about maybe being one of our more awkward, um, stories. Um, but it is very much. It's, it's very much where we offered kindness um, and sweet, and it ended up being really sweet. Um, there was a girl that um, I think I'm actually matched with on Tinder, mm-hmm. and this was when we were still in partnership. With, we were in a triad with um, another female, and so there was already me and Chris and another female, mm-hmm. and then I was talking to this third person who was like interested but it was like the lifestyle and all of this stuff was like really new to her and um we set up the first experience but this is like way back when it's in the beginning for us so we're we're still new we don't know like how much care like just like what you talked about like we don't really we didn't know how important it was to kind of set the scene Mm -hmm. for somebody that's coming into the into their first experience and um we were just very much going with the flow Mm -hmm. and um she comes in we get started everybody gets naked and I'll kind of like it's it's important to set the scene because that's what kind of makes it really funny is um it's very much like I am with the new person and I'm like kissing her and taking her clothes off and I like lay her back on the bed 
and then like I start to like go down on her mm. and Chris and our other partner like lays down next to her and and then they're like yeah. playing with her boobs and kissing on her shoulder and her neck and and it's just mm. like so it just goes from all of a sudden from it's just like me and her to like mm. all three of us are just like stimulating her and it was her first time I think to even be in group sex at all and she was just like overwhelmed freaked out and just like jumped up and like ran out of the room and like didn't even really say anything and it was just like and we are three sitting there like oh shit like and we're looking around like did you do something did you like (laughs) what like what happened and it was like really so I like grab my shorts and I run out to the living room and sat down with her and we start discussing and she's just like that was just so much and I didn't know what to do but I just felt like I needed to run and all of this like this adrenaline came up for her and she Mm. had a real big experience um and we all just like got dressed and was like it's not happening tonight and we sat around and we visited and we had we ended up having like a great great evening just kind of hanging out and visiting with her but it was but it was also kind of a, a, a hyper awkward moment for a minute. But. At least you could all show her compassion after and spend some time reconnecting. And that's probably exactly what she needed. Yeah. 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 Well, are you guys ready to jump into our final bucket? Yeah, we um, are. So this one is new experiences that you would like to have. So you haven't had them yet. You'd like to have them. Who wants to go first? Well, I think we kind of already talked about mine that we're planning. The yeah. goddess, goddess, goddess gangbang? No, I don't know. GGB. <laughs> like Whatever you want to call it. Uh, that is mine that we're working on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think for me, there's, there's several things. It's and this is going to sound a little bit arrogant, but there's there's not a lot of things we haven't experienced, um, just because we we've, we've been so that we haven't got to uh, play with at this point. Mm-hmm. But I know that something that's really really new for me is um, like the energetic, like really like understanding the energetic blueprint, and we've started playing with that a lot here lately. Mm-hmm. Um, I desire to have like a group setting where um, there is some very, very proficient, energetic, tantric, and like a like a mind-blowing spiritual sexual experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know what that looks like exactly. I haven't like I have in the script for that one. Um, but that's probably at the top of my list of how do we take what I feel we have whenever like we'll have like on an MDMA journey like crazy spiritual tantric mind-blowing sex for hours but like how do we take that which is like maybe a super sacred and maybe it's only because of the connection we have but but is it possible to generate that with maybe like a group of five or six people mm-hmm. where everybody's on that same journey and and having that really, really earth shattering, not just sexual experience, but all of the all of the blueprints. It's kinky because there's multiple people. It's 
spiritual, it's tantric, it's energetic, it's it's everything. How do we how do we flood all of the blueprints into one little sex pedal? Mm-hmm. So mm. I feel like I'm still at such of the beginning of the journey that I was like counting them off on my head and like had at least five. Um, I think for me, one is definitely like group of my favorite humans in a cuddle puddle that erupts into some giant orgy and we all fuck each other. Mm-hmm. Um, sex outside. I've never had sex outside. So I'm going to like take a blanket and put it in the backyard and like maybe and then I was like then there's like probably dog shit out there so maybe yeah. I need to find a more romantic spot yeah. it's not where my dogs go to the bathroom and not the front of the house because I'm in a subdivision so that's not gonna work I'm gonna I, think on that one I highly recommend back of a pickup truck in the woods I don't have a pickup truck no. <laughs> back of the Cadillac in the woods then you're still not out really yet I don't know we're gonna <laughs> no figure more. this one out um okay what else do i have i definitely um scott and i are planning some time to play with shibari because you guys have played some we played just a little bit um and he's so cute he's like trying to to plan this big like extensive thing and i'm i'm like um we can do it when the kids are here we just need to go to the bedroom and and lock the door and you can go crazy like have fun playing with the robes Uh um some other things I think would be fun are like uh, couple swaps. I haven't done anything like that. I've never had a three-way. I am like, I feel very virginal at this point oh. in my sexual adventures, uh, but have, you know, lifetime to continue to like knock them off the list. Yeah. Um, so we're having fun with coming up with, you know, what's our, what's our next thing to play with and to discover. Yeah. That's such a, it's such a great place to be. Yeah. You have so many new like, unexplored territories. So mm-hmm. uh, it's, I kind of envy you a little bit. It's <laughs> like, it's so fun to have first experiences. Yeah. There's never another first. <laughs> There's never another first, but I mean, I think when you find great sex partners, even the 50th or the 500th can be mm-hmm. amazing. Um, right. I was counting in my last marriage. I don't remember what the number is, but I was like, you know, you realize that we have had sex thousands and thousands and thousands of times over the years. If you count how many years you've been together and your frequency of sex. And it's fun when it's still fun on the 5,000th time, you know, Mm -hmm. than it was even on the first. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anything else you guys want to share? This feels like it's been a really fun episode. I'm trying to think. Um, I know that whenever I ask for some input on on a post, uh, what what people wanted to hear, I think um, one of the questions was, "What's our ideal amount of lovers?" Um, so I think that hmm. might be fun for us all three to go around and just kind of okay. end on that. Like, in a perfect world, if you could have anything, anything that you want. Yeah. What is your perfect amount of lovers? Because I think that's like so wildly different for everybody. Like everybody I've been in relationship with in the lifestyle, mm-hmm. it's like there's this person that goes to a house party every weekend and has sex with 50 people every weekend. Yeah. And it's like, and there's like me who sometimes will, it'll be a year before we have like a, a outside of our relationship experience. So yeah, so I think um, let's go around. Let's do <laughs> what's your perfect situation 
lovers. You go first. Okay. So I was kind of cracking up when you asked this question, because I remember from last fall being open that I would have been like three, right? But what you realize is people are not as available as you probably are. And other people have different sex levels too. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're, you know, super, super sexual, but you're with someone that wants to have sex once a month, you might need 10 people. So I would say in my ideal world, I would say maybe three full time and that being like rotational. Um, so obviously, you know, lots and lots of Scott, my primary partner, and then other ones that I could sprinkle in for, for variety or for, um, something that's really specific, maybe in terms of kink or super spiritual tantra. Um, and maybe there's someone that's adventurous, you know, and he's like, you know, let's go camping in the woods this weekend. And like, every time we go camping in the woods, that's our thing. Um, so I guess that would be my number, maybe like three or four, but that would have to be people that were like willing to show up and have sex, not someone that's like once a year for me, that's, that's that for me, that's not enough. Okay. Next. Next? Okay. I think from how long we've been doing it, the answer for me would be it. Oh, it changes. It always changes. Okay. Like he's talked about it a little bit. It changes with our life. Like if I am really busy at work and really stressed out or something is having me like really busy in other things, then I can't even think about another person other than him like at the moment. So I'd be like, so it just kind of ebbs and flows. Like if I have a lot of free space, then I feel like I can let a lot of people in. If I feel really stressed, I feel like I don't have enough of me to give to anybody but him and whatever I'm doing. Um, and then I think recently I've really been touching on, it even goes with like our feminine cycle. Mm-hmm. Like obviously up until ovulation, that's like, I really want to do like, like I want it all right. Like anything. And then come my period, I'm like, no, like, I want to have sex with you. Right. But I like my energy so low. Like I feel so depleted, like not the time for new experiences. So even just like on a month to month basis, that's how it flows just with itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think maybe like one of our pipe dreams would be to have like another couple or couples where we like live in a little community and everybody has their own person, but then we can also get together and not even just for sex, but like for like life things, like if we have a child, maybe they can like help me raise it or like mm-hmm. just things like that, um, would be, I think our goal or pipe dream or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mine's pretty similar because yeah. um, you know we obviously share a lot of these plans for life um, that we've talked about a lot uh, yeah my number it 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 doesn't maybe fluctuate as much but have the same plan of like I think in a perfect world I don't know if it's a community or if it's just like there's one or two other couples that are like rock solid and they're like our our inner circle mm-hmm. so it, it creates this container of there's four to six of us and what I've noticed is the most important at like at the frequency that we want to have sex with other people being it's a little bit more rare than I think a lot of people in the lifestyle um having 
having a, a partner that's solo is really difficult. So like, um, because if, if, if I'm dating another girl and she's solo and we, and we only have, I only desire to go be with her once a month or once every other month, that's like not going to be a nurtured relationship for somebody that wants half of me. Mm -hmm. So, so like understanding our type of poly, it really has to be with other couples that are really solid and like they have their own thing. And if we don't see them for three months, they don't like start texting and like, are you mad at us? Like what's that? It's just like normal. It's like, we go through these like waves of like, yeah, we're all like great friends and we see each other regularly, but we may only have sex once a month. Um, maybe it's a full moon ceremony where we have a bonfire <laughs> and we all get naked and play drums and have an orgy by the bonfire. I don't know. But it's like it's it doesn't have to be a regular like it's Wednesday night we got to go to so and so's house like so I don't I don't foresee that I think um, a, a couple of couples and then like like you said it's like the specific things that we want outside of our relationship I'd love to have like we have in mm. a friend that we referenced already with the FaceTime date yeah. like he's a great friend of mine he feels a specific like need of ours um yeah. and he and he's a great friend and we like really thoroughly enjoy when we get to see him even if it's once a year yeah. mm -hmm. uh, so like I can think of there's like three or four of like those situations mm -hmm. that it would really like to have those like really solid friendships mm -hmm. that like occasionally there's like there's this need that's mutually met with all of us so I guess that makes my number like 10 because it's our, <laughs> there's a rotation, <laughs> right? There's like six of us in like the community, but then there's like four other people that are just like, yeah. we may see them like once a year. Um, and I do want to add that for, for our conversation, we are having lots of regular sex with our primary partners like yes. every other day, if not daily, that is how regular. And if you're listening to this, that, you know, I just think that's important that you understand that component because there's a lot of other dynamics out there where yeah. one part, one person in the partnership might be asexual. They may not be interested in sex at all. Um, you might be in a partnership where you haven't had sex in a year or 11 years or 22 years. Um, mm -hmm. There's all kinds of situations. So I just wanted to add that, that I think it's important that you understand where we're coming from and being very sexually fulfilled with our partners yeah. and that we are all three of us, at least it sounds like on this particular podcast episode mm -hmm. are interested in supplementing out the things that maybe our primary partner, that's not their strength or that's not their thing, or that's not what they're into. Um, mm -hmm. Having that variety be the spice of life um, can be really fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. 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 Feel fair. Yeah. Okay. I love you guys. Thank you mm -hmm. so much for continuing to come on and provide my listeners with amazing and fun and delicious content. I don't know anyone else that shows up as raw and vulnerably as we do. Mm -hmm. And I know that our intention, all three of us is to help other people. We want you to know what's okay and what's out there and that everything that you want is 
good. <laughs> I have this massage therapist that always says not good, not bad, just is like you are whole, perfect and complete exactly who you are. Um, and so we want to show up in a way that shows you this is also what's possible. Um, this is what we're doing with our life. You know, maybe you can show up authentically as well in your own life um, being exactly who you are because yeah. it's perfect. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Well All right. We love you guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.